You think you think we gonna make the uh, wild card this year, Norwood? Yeah, that's a big push for a not good team. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna sit up here and lie and think that we. Man, it's, it's, I'm more intrigued that we have a player whose last name is Hennessy. Um, oh, and he's white. Yeah, offensive I, lineman. I feel like a player playing for Atlanta. His last name is Hennessy. Is about as Atlanta as Atlanta can be. Um, <laughs> and gentlemen to episode 21 of the splash cast part one i'm your co-host reggie i'm your co-host norwood hey man let's get into it let's get into it let's get into it so today we're going to talk this is part one of episode 21 of the splash cast and we're going to talk about the atlanta teams the braves falcons hawks and we got some hbcu news to throw in there as well starting off with the braves somehow some way we are still in first place uh, as of now, we are five and a half games up on the Phillies. The Mets are doing what Mets do, and they went from leading the division to eight and a half games back. They are two and eight in the last uh, 10 games, and the Phillies are three and seven. You got to love it. <laughs> you you got to love it. it. Somebody, <laughs> somebody got to lose, and for the first time in a long time, it ain't us. It ain't us, brother. Man. So the Braves are coming off of a win against the Giants last night on HBCU night. Shout out to the Braves having HBCU night. But before that, the Braves ended up playing uh, the New York Yankees. And we ended up losing twice to the Yankees. And anybody that's been a Braves fan that's our age, millennials or older, know what the Yankees did to us in 1996 when we had a chance to win the World Series. Mm. And they came back in the bottom of the ninth to tie we were at what three one we had a chance to go up three one or we were up three one in the series and they ended up winning that game and then winning three straight and of course that Yankees team was stacked with Derek Jeter and all of those other players the team that bought baseball that's who we're talking about the team that just pays everybody who they think might be good ever (laughs) yep 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 but for what happened with the Braves we lost the series two to one that we just played them recently and in the final deciding game, uh, there was a controversial call. And it was Freddie Freeman. That's a funny way to put it, Reggie, a controversial call. It was Freddie Freeman <laughs> uh, being waved home on a double. And it looked like from every angle of the video that he beat the throw home. It ain't looked like nothing, Reggie. He beat him. 
<laughs> Talking about it look like. So when it's a bang bang play, of course, what happens? We always put in uh, a, a replay. Football was one of the first to adopt it. Now uh, basketball then had it, and now baseball has adopted it. And of course, so when it's a bang bang play at the end of the game, what do you do? You go to replay. Oh, I thought you was gonna say they cheated at the end of the game. My bad. <laughs> oh, we gonna get there. So Freddie Freeman, they went to replay and they still called Freddie out. They looked at it from seven different angles and they still called Freddie Freeman out. And you know how many angles it took me? One, because it's very clear. <laughs> very, it, it was crystal clear. Windex clear how clear it was that that man was clearly safe. Um, so yeah, they haters and it's the Yankees. So of course, the right guys to be hating. Um, it is what it is, man. I, it, it was, it was. It was frustrating. It was frustrating to watch. And my, I, I misspoke earlier. It was a two-game set against the Yankees, and we lost both. We could have split if they called the game right in the second game, but we ended up. Well, that's fine because we eight and two in the last ten. The Phillies three and seven. The Mets is two and eight. The Nationals are five and five, and the lowly Marlins are two and eight. So trash-tacular. You can hate from <laughs> outside the club all you want to, brother. It's fine. Yep. Yep. Well. The Braves did rebound, as I said. They beat the Giants 6-5 yesterday, and which yesterday would be August 27th. Um, and then today, August 28th at 7-20, the Braves play the Giants again. Uh, and then they play them tomorrow to finish up the series before they go to the Dodgers. This is an important stretch where we play the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Rockies, as well as the Nationals. Frisco so is a good team, too. Who? Frisco. San Francisco is a good team. Yeah, they're pretty good. As, as so, if we can beat them and beat the Dodgers, take both series, we're sitting pretty. And now we're moving up, not to play in, not to be the fourth seed. Now we're trying to move up to the third seed because it looks like we got a handle on the division already. Yes, we keep that lifted up in prayer. We know that just like the Falcons can Falcon, <laughs> the Braves can Braves. Um, and I'm oh man, you're a Bulldog fan, so you know what it's like to trick it off. Um, <laughs> See, we ain't even made it to football yet. You throwing shots. See what I mean? See, but I'm not going to get young today. I'm shooting from anywhere. <laughs> You're not going to get me <laughs> off my game. You're not going to get me off my game. So uh, with that being said, man, you got anything else you want to talk about the Braves? Hopefully we can keep this winning streak up. You know how I feel. Just, as long as we playing good, let's just keep it brief. Let's keep it moving forward. Let's keep these guys winning, man. We we got the juju right now. Let's use it while got we got the it. the juju. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get into some football. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our Falcon segment. Got a few things we want to talk about today. If When you listen to episode 20, you heard how we feel about Josh Rosen and his organic <laughs> Trump supporting justified man not liking of black people because they keep taking his job <laughs> let me tell you felipe franks is in front of you now brother good luck yeah so but i do wish you the best of luck because i would much rather josh rosen than felipe franks be my quarterback so i gotta give kudos to my co-host norwood he definitely brought up the fact that we should go sign josh rosen when they cut him from the 49ers one thing it is mm-hmm. tough to be this good and this right this much but it's a burden that the lord gave me and i'm okay with it 
Because that's the reason I, we started the realest podcast in the world. So I can <laughs> tell people how right I am. It's like I told y'all about the Hawks. Now here we mm-hmm. are. I told y'all we was going to get Rosen and Tada, here he is. Yep. So for those that I know a lot of people sometimes don't pay attention to preseason, but the reason that we signed Josh Rosen is because AJ McCarron, who didn't look really bad, he looked really bad in his first game. But he looked to have some improvement in the second game, and then he tore his ACL. So we were down to Felipe Franks, an undrafted, unproven, just overhyped un, un, un everything, un everything, <laughs> ungood, uh, unefficient. Um, on everything man he he's man. a he was for you know former florida gator quarterback hey 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 hey, hey 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 leave that man. part out leave that part why? out why why no because number like, one he don't produce good quarterbacks he is a but anyway form- we're not gonna get off there but anyway. he is he is a former arkansas razorback let's leave it at that <laughs> and uh we have him and he has shown flashes of athleticism he's six six and he can move but but the throwing and the adaptation to the NFL speed and NFL playbook still isn't there. The Which, quarter the quarterbacking isn't there, and that's <laughs> not good when you're a quarterback. Um, man, yeah, we just so, can't believe me, Franks, bro. No, nah, we can't. We but the reason what I was getting to the reason that. No, let me he get had out to there. sign Josh Rosen is because Felipe Franks was our only quarter other quarterback on the roster. You might as well so, have me out there. <laughs> anybody. So literally, we had to we had to get somebody. We were speculating who we were going to go get, and then Josh Rosen ends up coming available. So we ended up signing Josh Rosen, and we didn't lose out any picks on it. So he'll he'll have to battle Felipe Franks for the second string, which is a sad, sad competition in itself. If Matt Ryan gets hurt, we just we screwed. We already Uh, screwed. Yeah, Matt. Well, oh Jesus, don't let me say that. If Matt Ryan gets hurt, yeah, just close on down the podcast. We'll just get on right. <laughs> and in Alt News. <laughs> so Terry Fontenot, who is our new uh, GM, said his plan for Josh is to obviously give him a fair shot this week. He and Arthur Smith said they're trying to get him ready for football as quickly as possible. Um, Josh Rosen is coming in from uh, San Francisco, where it's a totally different playbook predicated on zone read and everything versus – Coming to Arthur Smith, who looks like he's trying to open up the offense for us a little bit more. So, hopefully, he can pick it up. Do you have any expectations for him? They they do play tomorrow. I don't have any expectations of anybody on that on the Atlanta Hall uh, Falcons. Excuse me, but these guys: Matt Ryan, <laughs> Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, a little bit of Hay- Hayden Hurst. I have no expectations for any of these other guys expect, except I expect them to be on different teams next year. And <laughs> Matt Ryan, I'll be honest with you. I expect you to be on somebody else's team next year too, but thank you for your service. Yeah. I don't see it. Stevie so, Wonder said he don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, so we also have been going over the Falcons uh, schedule. And if you've been listening, we've, we're telling you that they had kind of a cupcake schedule at first. So we are going to be power right at the beginning of the year. Everybody's going to be like, oh, the Falcons are decent. They're okay. It looks like they're in a, they have a chance to make no, the playoffs. No, nobody ever just falsely believes in the Falcons. They just want to make sure that we don't <laughs> believe in the Falcons. You never like, nobody like, yeah, the Falcons, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Yep. The so Hawks are good and they don't get the benefit of the doubt. You know the Falcons <laughs> don't stand the chance. So we, we are going to go over the next – 
we got like six more games to go over, but the season starts next week. So we're not going to go over six more games. We're not going to go over the last part of the schedule during when the season starts. So the last part of the last six games the Falcons have last week, we said that they were going to beat the Jaguars this week. They have the Buccaneers, the Panthers, the 49ers, the Lions, the Bills, and the Saints left. The Buccaneers is a loss. Gonna go ahead and say that's a loss. You Unless they so? have some type of injury that what? They might be <laughs> that that's a joke, ladies and gentlemen. Sarcasm. And Reggie said, excuse me, say what? You said we're gonna do what? Crazy, bro. They are uh, going to Reggie was gonna check my cup. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute, are you sure that's water? But then they play the Panthers. So they get a bit of a reprieve because they play the Panthers in Carolina. And even though that that to me that's a trap game. Because after the Panthers, we play at San Francisco. And it's always – anywhere Kyle Shanahan coaches is always going to be a rivalry. There's always going to be that smoke. Always. So we end up it's playing – It's not a rivalry. They're going to have an offense to decimate our entire defense. Literally, they're going to do whatever they want. And I expect Trey Lance to be starting by then. Man, you know, take us to the woodshed. Trey Lance going to start week one. Uh, so Dieter, the only person who don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> So now I got us with the last six games right now. I got us losing to the Buccaneers, beating the Panthers, losing to the 49ers, beating the Lions, losing to the Bills, beating the Saints. So we'll go 500. The last we'll go loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. Yes. Uh, The scary thing that scares. Well, the thing that scares me is it's tough to beat teams twice. Yeah. Uh, all of those teams we put that would be our well all of those division games would be our yeah. second time playing those opponents so we we may lose to the panthers the second time i think that i think that we're At a better Carolina team too yeah i i think that we're a better team than them but we ain't that much better than them and they'll be at home uh and we would have just got whooped by the bucks so <laughs> go way. that's true man that's true that's true um, so now the lions we gotta beat the lions the Bills in Buffalo. Oh man, we don't stand no. a chance. In the cold in January in Buffalo. No, nope. oh, they go ice skate our ass right on we're, to the airport. What, what, what running game? Get <laughs> <laughs> me. They go kill man. us, dog. Josh yep. Allen about to throw the missiles. Even if we try to, he gonna throw the ball to where if we, if we try to intercept it, it's gonna break our feet, our break our fingers. Yeah. Throwing just blocks of ice. Whatever it is, it ain't gonna be. Uh... It ain't gonna be a win, and then we end. Of course, we end the season at home against the Saints. I don't see us losing that game. Yeah, and and like I said, I predict that to be the last Matt Ryan game. So, yeah, I would assume he's trying to win that. But after going over our entire schedule, man, we have a chance to make the wild card. That's our ceiling this year. Our ceiling this year is wild card, and then our floor is, of course, back in the lottery. <laughs> Having a lottery pick, you think you think we gonna make the uh, wild card this year, Nord? Yeah, that's a big push for a not good team. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna sit up here and lie and think that we. Man, it's, it's, I'm more intrigued that we have a player whose last name is Hennessy. Um, oh, and he's white. Yeah, offensive I, lineman. I feel like a player playing for Atlanta, his last name is Hennessy, is about as Atlanta as Atlanta can be. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but oh, that's true, man. That's do true, we squeak in? Uh, I don't. I'm not betting my money on the Falcons making the playoffs. I have other things I'd rather do with my money. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. Set it on, I'd rather just go outside and set it on fire. Um, that's, that's a guaranteed bet you're going to lose it either way. Yeah. At least then it <laughs> keep me warm in my sorrows. <laughs> well, we don't really have anything else for the Falcons, man. Ready to get the season started. Once uh, again, I am soliciting thoughts and prayers for the defense. Because <laughs> they going to lose. We're going to have a prayer circle at every podcast where we just, whatever we got, let's just put it together and hope for the best because uh, it ain't looking good. Ain't looking, looking good. Good. Well, good. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into some Hawks news. Let's get into some basketball. Yes, sir. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, with the Hawks segment. Uh, we got a few things we want to talk about. Nick Van Exel has been hired as the assistant coach, and Skylar Mays has been signed to a two-way contract. But let's start out with Ed. Also, Dominique is doing Dominique things. So, but let's start out with Nick Van Exel, man. Nick, the quick to the Atlanta Hawks. I am thrilled about it. And if you look at it, Trey is quietly like become an understudy for some of the best yes. guys that he could learn from. I mean, right. if you look at Nate, then you go from Nate, you got Rondo, and after Rondo, you have Lou Will. Now you have Nick DeQuick. Like, this, he's lucky. Like, I don't know if he's just lucky. He's fortunate. Um, I don't know if Slink is just doing this behind the scenes, but he is, he is preparing Trey to be successful by putting him around guys who've done what he's good at at a very mm-hmm. high level. Yeah, yeah, is- man. Yeah, Nick Van Exel, dog, he – that was a good point you brought up, that he's learning from different people. And it seems like Nate McMillan and Travis Link, or but really Nate McMillan, is bringing in people and coaches and players that can help work on different aspects of Trey Young's game. So Nate McMillan, for y'all that don't know our coach, he was like a defensive stalwart for Seattle. He was, he was a really good coach. And all of his coaching teams, the defense has always improved. Look at the Hawks. Then you say they brought in Rondo. Rondo was a really good facilitator. And under for everything that Rondo isn't right now in his career, because of his age and ineffectiveness, early in his career, and even now, his basketball mind is like second to none. Like he's up there with the LeBron James of understanding everything, of understanding plays, calling out plays, Chris Paul's of the world and he got trey to start understanding and he and, and all our younger players to start understanding how the game is supposed to flow within the playbook and then you bring in lou and lou told lou got trey the clutch gene right trey already had the clutch gene but lou kind of especially against the 76ers in the knicks last year lou was telling him what to do how to perform in the clutch now you bring in nick van exel one of the greatest scorers he was like He's he scored like Jamal Crawford. Like he did things on that you could do on the playground court or that you could do in the NBA, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's how Nick Van Exel was. Uh the last couple of years, he was a scout with the Dallas Mavericks, and he's been credited with developing many young uh point guards over the years in his coaching career. Previous coaching experience also is with the Memphis Grizzlies and the Milwaukee Bucks. And he was also a head coach for one year in the G League and spent an assistant. And spent a year as an assistant coach with Texas Southern. He played 13 years for six teams, including a 1998 All-Star game with the Los Angeles Lakers. So y'all should know Nick Van Exel's resume. Nick Van Exel is a beast. And Trey Young, I look for him 
to benefit and take another step in development of his game. And the NBA, y'all going to be in trouble, to tell y'all the truth. Man, we are we are equipping our guys to be successful. And number two, we brought Skyler back. Another two-way deal. Old man Sky, you know, I like his game. He, he is more of a physical point guard uh, as, as a team that has never had any type of point guard depth in the last, like, four years. To now I have Trey DeLon Wright, Lou Williams, Skylar Mays, and Sharif Cooper. Um, did the Hawks want, decide one day that they want to, like, really be able to take Trey off the floor? Um, it looks like it. I think I think Travis Link saw that that was the biggest hole that we had. When Trey Young goes out, our offense goes stagnant. I mean, Kevin Werder, for everything that he is, he still is developing the running the offense portion of his game. Yeah, that's not that's not the skill set he came in with. It's a skill set that he's picking up along the way. Right. Uh, I think that maybe they they probably put Trey off the ball a little bit now too. Uh, I would like to see him in that. In you know, as much as people want to call him Steph, he's not. But I would like to see another guy facilitate and let let Trey run off some screens and see what that looks like. Uh, but I, I, I understand why people say he's like Steph though, because Steph he was a shooter. And he's a good point guard, but he re- that team really, really took off when they took the ball out of his hand. And it looks like you like you said, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, and and weird enough, it, and it doesn't have the same correlation, but Jalen Johnson, he looks like he could be that Draymond Green type of guy uh who has ball handling. Um, he kind of reminds me of like Jalen Johnson is kind of like a bit a blend of Ben Simmons, Draymond Green, and John Collins. He can be. Yes, like, because he can shoot. He can't shoot as good as John, but I think he shoots better than John as a rookie. At that, at that time, at, he's to me, he's leaps and – not leaps and bounds. Offensively, he's more complete as a rookie than John Collins was. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Collins' postgame and rebounds just better. But now, he has now. – but Collins offensively in the post has always been a problem. Um, true. Very true. And, Very true. and yeah, I mean, he's always averaged like 20 and 10. Like now I will say he's probably getting rebounds and it was DeAndre Hunter playing the four. So yeah, but the, I, but I understand your point. That's neither yeah. here nor there. Okay. Um, but yeah, you're right, man. He, he definitely, he could be a blend of Ben Simmons because his passing that he showed, in uh summer league, especially when he has back to the basket at the top of the at the free throw line and hitting the cutter or hitting the three man, that's a problem. So what yeah, about, you're right. Did he but play the three? I don't think he has the playmaking skills yet. The pull up to be a to have to be a three in the league, you're pretty much a score. Right. But I'm saying like you could be like, you know me, I think of all the crazy people lineups. So you know, number one, I want to stick Cam Reddish back at point guard. I would like to have Herter at the two, Jalen Johnson at the three, Gallo at the four, and a Kungu at the five. And yeah, you're gonna have the balanced offense because you have Reddish, Herter, Jalen, and Gallo who can all kind of score in different ways. You still got your post presence in a Kungu, and and that's a big second lineup. And it'll I even, help. I even it'll help that. against the Sixers too. I even push past that on. Uh, I don't know if that'll help. Well, it depends. That that's if Embiid is not on the floor. But I think no, I, no, I'm I'll talking second up. lineup, backup lineup, backup lineup. <laughs> line. no, I throw no, a no, second. No. I throw a second lineup at you that uh, would be a problem, right? 
So you got Werder at the one, Cam at the two, right? Because I don't, he, Skyler Mays, we, like I said, we signed him to a two way contract, but he and Sharif Cooper are going back and forth to the G League. And Jalen Johnson, prepare for it. I don't, I don't think Jalen Johnson is going to be in the he's, G League that much. He's going to play. He, why not? It's not like there's enough minutes to go around. Like there wasn't enough minutes for a Kungu to go around. Yeah, get on down there to College Park. Get you beat up on them guys first. Oh yeah, but my 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 lineup, right? So Kevin Werder, Cam Reddish, Jalen Johnson, Okungwu, Gorgie Jane. Now we got all the sides. We got seven feet, six nine, six ten, six eight, six eight. Ain't defensively very problematic. Defensively, you are in the blender. Yeah. And then if you want to go offense, you put in Gallo. Right. Yep. You take out Gorgie Jang and put in Gallo. You take out a, actually you probably take out a Kungu and put in Gallo because yeah. now you got because sh- Gorgie oh, can shoot all goodness. of them can shoot everybody can shoot. <laughs> I did not think about that lineup. That is problematic. <laughs> and you know who's gonna win that? Gallo because he's gonna one on he's gonna one on one cook somebody to death and not move at all. <laughs> and Young Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Uh oh. Yeah, he is. Yep. Dead on arrival. <laughs> <laughs> but. But back back to Skylar Mays, we did kind of get off track because we the potential is crazy. Yes. The potential is crazy with this yes. team. But Skylar Mays, the thing that I like about Skylar Mays, he's 23 years old. It's funny you called him old man Skylar because he's 23 years old on this team. Um, and just a little caveat, the Hawks have been voted, and it's already known that we have the best young core in the league. Y'all already knew that. That's why we're not even going to belabor that point. Also, also but, remember, we have the best infield in baseball, too. So Falcons, you're on the clock. So... Uh, but with Skylar Mays, the thing I like about Skylar Mays is you said it earlier, he's a bigger point guard. He's actually more of a combo guard. And he yep. can play, and especially in the summer league, his defense and three-point shot improved. He went 0 for 5 in the first summer league game. And then he shot like 60% from three the rest of the summer league. It was, ama- it was, it was amazing to see. And his playmaking and, ball- and uh, decision-making make him a good point guard. But I honestly see him as a replacement for DeLon Wright. DeLon Wright is here. We're going to keep him for one or two years because he's like 27, 28. But eventually he's going to go. And you're going to need somebody to fill that combo guard backup role who could play defense. And that's where Skylar Mays is going to earn his money. So this is a wonderful signing to me. And then you bring in Sharif Cooper to play the one who develops in the D-League. Now all of a sudden we lose some of our older players, Gallo, Bogey, and all of them. But we have everybody else. To, we have all our young players in development. Trying somebody, to somebody not gonna make it to the end because we have a lot of assets, and some of these guys can be flipped in the picks. I, I feel it. I, I feel I, it. Somebody, a, you mean like now, right, right now? I think, but to, but like the starting roster and the end Hawks roster, somebody ain't gonna be. What, there. what is when is the end Hawks roster? Like before the season? No, no, I'm talking about trade deadline. I think I think Gallo. Will end up being. I don't. I don't think Tra- Travis Link wants to trade his assets. I think he would rather trade Gallo to me. If it were me, if I were Travis Link, I would trade Gallo first. Then I would trade. Uh, I would that would get me to next year. After next year, I trade Bogey, and because you're gonna have to resign. You don't. Cam, you don't know if, if Bogey has. I don't think po- Bogey has peaked yet, though. You gotta just like age wise. I, I mean, he's gonna peak. I think next year. And week and year after next is going to be his best years in the league. Yeah, he's I in mean, his prime now. Yeah, but he had a 
at one point, he was the best Atlanta Hawk last season. Yeah, he was a problem. I don't know. I don't know, man. You're right. Somebody's got to go. I'm just speculating who's going to go. I, yeah, I, think I mean, you you will probably assume that you go with the younger guys and your guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I, Bo, you're right. Bogey and Gallo are two good chips. Like, yep. they could go to somebody's team, specifically Bogey, and kind of, okay. I tell you, the Lakers would trade for Bogey right now if yeah. they could. Yeah, ain't got nothing over there. All the $5 million guys they got. <laughs> Five dollar guys. They, they got. try to send us. Lou. <laughs> hey, will you take Lou Day? No. <laughs> Lou Day won't take Lou Day. Hell. Um, but, um, and then finally with the Hawks, man. Uh, so Skylar Mays, welcome back. Nick Van Exel, welcome. We're excited. Hey, man, there's something that came out on Instagram not too long ago. I think it was two days ago. Dominique Wilkins, 61, the human highlight film, doing human highlight things. Somebody was talking a little bit of noise to him saying, oh, you can't dunk. Mind you, remember, he's 6'8". Mind you, can't dunk. 61 years old. What did he do? Go up there and yam it real quick. That's 61 years old. (laughs) Excuse me, 61 years young, because I am 35. And I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't got a chance. I couldn't even dunk a girl's ball now. That dude's, that dude, yeah, my hamstrings looked at that video and laughed at me. <laughs> like, absolutely not. Right so, idea, wrong guy. <laughs> oh, man, you better not get up there and try to dunk. Um, but go, moving forward, man, we've come to the end of our Hawks segment. We It's it's the off season, so that's why we ended up moving the Hawks to uh, after the Falcons and after the Braves, because the Braves are in the midst of a playoff run and the Falcon season is about to start. So with that being said, man, I don't really have anything else for the Hawks to to talk about. They got what two months until the season starts. The season's starting in October. I'm ready. I'm ready. It feels like the season just ended, but I did. But we also gonna have to get used to not having basketball every other day that we were spoiled last year. Um, well, yeah, but also I think that. And this will be our last point. I think that the depth of the Hawks with this new schedule, uh, are coming back early, trying to get back on the regular schedule, I think the depth mm-hmm. of our Haw- the depth of our team and the chemistry oh, yeah. of our team is going to get us out to a really good start. Absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, man, let's get into our favorite segment of our podcast, HBCU News Around the Culture. The Henny God is back, baby! And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our favorite segment, HBCU News Around the Culture. We got a couple topics we're going to talk about, including Henny God himself, J.R. Smith. Just number joking. one, number one, this is the artist formerly known as the Henny God. This is now college freshman J.R. Smith and collegiate golfer. Put yep. some respect on that man's name. Put some respect on his name. So J.R., we reported, you know, that he is going to North Carolina A&T to pursue his degree in liberal studies, right? Liberal arts? Liberal arts. And he did release something where he said this is a challenge for him because – he's never really liked school. He came from an environment where school was never something that was put on a pedestal or put on a platform. So him going to school to better himself and picking an HBCU is wonderful. 
But the biggest thing is he's declared eligible by the NCAA to be on the golf team. Because remember, Jr. never went to Jr. never went to college. No, nope. so he never exhausted his eligibility. So therefore, uh, he still has four years, and he's going to play golf. He picked up golfing uh, with Chris Paul and some of the friends uh, about 10, 12 years ago, and he's actually gotten really, 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 really good. Uh, he played 16 years in the NBA, and this is an opportunity of a lifetime. So is he so, retired? Yeah, JR retired. He, I, I don't know if he officially announced his retirement, but it's, it looks like he's riding off into the sunset. 16-year career, multi-time champion. It's, so it seems they could use JR, though. Like, I, he is, I don't, but I don't know if he wants to play. But I don't know if he All wants right, to play. There's right. a lot of teams that could use him. A lot of teams could use Jamal Crawford. But it's, it's Jamal looks like he wants still to play. Jr. looks like he don't really care. I don't like, think Jamal. Not about basketball. Yeah. No, Jamal. Jamal, one of them dudes is going to be 80 years old, still crossing people up. Destroying people. But an interesting nugget while we were doing some research on Jr. Uh, it, it turns out Jr. says he was athletic enough to go pro in about four sports. Of course, basketball was one straight out of college, or straight out of high school. But he was also offered a full ride scholarship to play football at Clemson. Six six, fast and can jump out of this world. Sounds like a good hybrid tight end receiver to me. Uh, as well as he apparently was decent in baseball too. He had an arm. I don't know the fourth sport, but he said he was good enough to go pro in all four sports. He's Anthony Edwards before Anthony Edwards. Right? You read my <laughs> mind. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, this funny enough sounds like this guy I know named Anthony Edwards who can do everything. Yep. 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 So shout out to. Uh, jr we just wanted to highlight that again i for the first time i think jr is probably gonna sell out north carolina a&t golfing merchandise i think they're gonna oh, everybody okay. gonna buy that if oh, you're okay. an a&t student or a&t alumni I, you got it you gotta support the aggie pride movement i know y'all already do well ladies and gentlemen we've come to the end of part one of episode 21 of the splash cast we talked about jr smith and his college eligibility Nick Van Exel is the new assistant coach at the Hawks, and we brought back Skylar Mage. Josh Rosen is now with the Falcons, and the Braves are still in first place. Norwood, did I miss anything? No, I'm glad that Josh Rosen got a job. <laughs> I, I'm actually glad that he's a Falcon because I think he's better than Felipe Franks. J.R. Smith, <laughs> hey, kids, stay in those books. Uh, um, what else do I have? I think we're out of here, man. We're going to get on to the next segment. Um of course, once again, we're going to remind you until your face falls off. Number one, Splash Cast 12-pack come out every Wednesday. We also got the master list up, so you can listen to literally any song that I've put on any playlist. Also, of course, this is the Tuesday episode, which is the Atlanta episode, and then we're going to come right back on Thursday and give you all the national news. I think I did a pretty good job there, Reggie. What else you got for me? Man, make sure y'all tune in to part two on episode, uh, of episode 21 on Thursday. With that being said, man, that's all I got. And as always, hang out, hang out. Two. Looking to be one of them days when mama ain't cooking. 
Everybody's out hunting with the family, looking for a little soul food. Come and get your soul food, well lit, good old-fashioned soul food, all right. Everything is for free, as good as it can be. Come and get some soul food, come and get your soul food.